1: Welcome to another edition of Kyle Meredith With. It's the interview series presented by WFPK at WFPK.org. Consequence and the Consequence Podcast Network. Thank you so much, as always, for making your way here, checking out the series. You know what to do. If you uh, like what you hear, hit that subscribe button. I put out three brand new interviews every single week, so it's a great way to keep up with all of your favorite artists, discover some new ones, and know what's happening in the music world. You can do so at uh, iTunes and Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Acast, Podchaser, uh, NPR, YouTube for the video version or again, anywhere you get your podcast from, just subscribe to Kyle Meredith With. That's me, I'm Kyle Meredith. Uh, today, my guest, Ellen Foley. We're going to be talking about her new album, Fighting Words. The actor-musician takes us through her writing partnership with Paul Foglino and working with uh, Carla DeVito, who you fellow rock nerds might know as the uh, the face in Meatloaf's Paradise by the Dashboard Lights. It was Ellen's voice. Sort of had a weird, probably awkward relationship through the years, and now they're working together as they put all that behind them. She's gonna, Ellen's going to be talking about that on a new song on this track. Speaking of Meatloaf, uh, Ellen also tells us why she covered Heaven Can Wait on this latest set, and then takes us back to 1981. That's when she had uh, The Clash as her backing band. Yeah, they were her band, and main songwriting partners, too. Uh, this was the moment where Ellen Foley was the lead singer of The Clash, more or less. And uh, it it all ended up on the album, uh, The Spirit of St. Louis, so we're going to be talking about that as well. So let's get into it. Focusing on the new record, Fighting Words, it's Kyle Meredith with Ellen Foley.
2: Hi, Kyle of Louisville.
1: It's a pleasure to talk to you. I've enjoyed this new record, Fighting Words, so much. Congratulations on this.
2: Thank you very much. I'm so glad you like it. That seems to be the general consensus. People like it. I'm so happy
1: I know that's that's kind of the hope for anything like this. With about time, your last record coming like I guess thirty years before the previous record, even before that, did that open up how you approached this one? Did it did it help set the tone for this record at all?
2: Well, oh, I think what about time did it? It really started my relationship with Paul Paglino. and the first one was his coming to me. You know, as a, you know, he always thought of himself as a folky, as Americana. And I'm a rock artist, and there was there was that coming together, and now it's really um, been developed into this song, these songs, where I think he's like, okay, let's let's do rock and roll. I'm a, I, and you know, for me, that's great. So all, all that stuff was a uh, was a, a means to an end on this record, and I think that we've really found our groove and how to. How to uh, collaborate?
1: Yeah, it, I would say you absolutely have. I mean, these songs. Like, I was just looking at. Um, I'm just happy to be here. And, and first, wondering, like, is this one? Is this an obvious self-reflective moment for you on the record?
2: I think so. You know, we we made friends, Carla and I, the last five or six years, and to be able to reflect on the times that you know she she did the video and I didn't know her and, and there was, you know, for me, a feeling about that, again, you let go of all that stuff and you get to know somebody as a person and make, you know, develop a real friendship, you know, that she, she did the meatloaf thing. I did the meatloaf thing. So we had a basis, but it goes way beyond that. And um, Paul wrote this song about people who are reflecting on their past, but, but how, they're really happy, you know, just that their lives have come to a, a nice, peaceful, but exciting place. And that's what thats what that song is pretty much about.
1: Of course, the meatloaf thing, it, it's always revolving in your orbit there. And, and you push it a little bit more. I mean, first to be so associated with Paradise, but here you are covering Heaven Can Wait. Why do this one?
2: It's a song that I have sung for a very long time. I sang it in a, in a musical Jim did uh, called Neverland. Uh, in, gosh, 1977 in Washington, D.C., and this song was uh, in the show. So he had had the song, and, and then he put it on the Bad Eye Pell Hell record, and then I sang it with my band. I sung it, you know, through all these years, and whatever, was it, was it was a cabaret show, or no, no matter what, I sang Heavens Can Wait, and putting it on the record as the last track you know, means a lot to me because it's it's a coda. It's 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 about Jim. It's about it's about that song. It's about my life experience in music um, with that song, Heaven Can Wait, because it's been with me for so long. And I love I love the way I sound. I don't mean to be a braggart, but <laughs> to me, it's just it's like a glove. And the meaning of it is so powerful. The meaning has changed since I sang it in nineteen seventy seven. I see it about somebody, um, you know, who's hopeful, and, and but who's looking at them their mortality, and uh, it, it, it's just, it's always been there with me, and it feels to me like Jim is there with me.
1: One thing I love about that song, and, and what you do throughout this record, too, is the theatrics that come in, it, which is something I miss a lot in, in rock and pop being more prominent, and, and I know sounds change, but... Is that a, like, I know you also have the Broadway side of you. Is that a natural thing to bring, bring in these theatrics into your songwriting? Is it something that you actually look for?
2: Yeah. I mean, I don't know if, if, if at this point in time i call it theatric. I would call it, you know, just, just really emotionally connect with the music. Maybe because I was, I was with these songs, you know, since they were being born and being able to connect to it and you know that's just part of the way I sing and the way I, I perform I find I guess if you want to call the actor, um being able to to find a you know a higher level to it you know not not to possess something that's just flat to really give it all give it Everything you got,
1: you know. I mean, there's so much movement in everything, and I'll even compliment the uh, "I Found Love" on here, the Wilson Picketts, you know, cover. And 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 I know it's. I mean, again, this is something that we've enjoyed throughout your entire career. It's the 40th anniversary of the Spirit of St. Louis record, which has you teaming up with the Clash back then. I mean, there's so many interesting points I think that come with every single album. Um, and and looking at that one, I mean, it looks like it was such a fun experimental time for all of them. As we, as we're talking about your style, was there ever and, and pun sort of intended here a culture clash of where you all both were coming from musically on that record?
2: I think so. I think you know I was I was new to them; they were new to me. I I had to be a little pushy about the way I I felt I needed um I needed to be the focal point of. In songs as a singer, rather than uh, a band singer. I mean, we would have fights. Nick Jones would I would say, no, that's not the right key. He goes, what do you mean, right key? This is what we play. You know, he had just been used to to writing for Joe Summer, so I came in as as somebody else who was a different a different kind of approach to singing to recording, and. um what yeah, and that what they did on that record was totally different from from them for them too so i think they had fun with it i think they
1: had fun and, and compliments I know you're you're writing credit on uh, phases of travel uh listening back that's still such a cool song uh, by the way as is nightline which i know is later but i think that is an absolutely overlooked classic your vocals are so good on there and the hook and the groove of that song i think that song deserves way more justice these days
2: yeah well maybe you know that that's third album, you know, was sort of overlooked. That was sort of the forgotten stepchild. I mean, when people talk to me about it, I have to say, hmm, Nightline, what was that? I have to really go back, because, you know, like a lot of artists, you don't know, really sit around listening to your stuff, or, or relive certain times in your life. But that record, I thought, was great. You know, you hope when you put something out, I think this album is going to get a lot of attention. People will go back and hear, and it would be nice if people would go back and listen to that another breath record because I think it's it's, it's got some really beautiful stuff on
1: it. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I love fighting words. I love what you're doing. Thank you so much for continuing to put the music out there. Ellen, it's been such a pleasure talking to you today. Thanks for taking the time.
2: Thank you. And thank you listeners.
1: All right. Take care. Bye. You too. My thanks to Ellen Foley again. The brand new record is called Fighting Words. Thanks to you for uh, checking out the episode. Hit that subscribe button before you get out of here so you can keep up with all the interviews that we put out every single week. Brand new and every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at iTunes and Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Acast, Podchaser, NPR, YouTube for the video versions, Or again, anywhere you get your podcasts from, just subscribe to Kyle Meredith with. After that, head over to WFPK.org, where I do a show Monday through Friday, 6 p.m. Eastern. An hour full of song premieres, music news, anniversary spins, bonus interviews, Monday through Friday, 6 p.m. Eastern at WFPK.org. Consequence has your music and film news. You can also find me on the social media channels, uh, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, all three of them, at Kyle Meredith. I do hope you like and follow along. That does it for another edition. I'm Kyle Meredith. I'll see you next time. Consequence Podcast
0: Network. It's easy to hear your favorite artist on WFPK from wherever you are. Listen on your smart speaker. Live stream from our website at WFPK.org from Louisville Public Media.